Double clutch. Off the rim. Curry has time. Three seconds. It's Curry from half court. Oh! He puts it in at the buzzer. The bench still stands. Adams going long. Morant. Here's the switch. It's Luca against Josh Richardson. Left side of the floor. Luca's three is a ring. Hello and welcome to the debut episode of The Point. I'm your host, Goldie, and with me are these two good-looking blokes. To my left, we've got the brains of this whole operation. Holshi, g'day, buddy. Hey, mate. Good to be here. And to my right, the self-proclaimed eye candy of this show, Tick. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm feeling real good after that compliment. You like that? Yes, that's what absolutely. you wanted me to say. Yeah, absolutely, yes. I'll pay you the 50 bucks yeah, later. That's it. Mate, um, obviously, this podcast, obviously, I called you the brains of this whole operation. It was your idea, mate. Um, tell us a bit about it. What are we doing? Yeah, look. I think uh, a podcast has been on my bucket list for a, a while now and um, we've come up with this idea that we hope everyone loves where we, we've got the greatest tipping competition on the planet. We, we thought we'd mix it in with our favourite aspects around sport and that is beer and, and talking amongst mates. You had me at beer. Oh. Well, 2022 has been a, obviously a massive year uh, for sport, for Australian sport anyway, um, with obviously the, the World Cup in Qatar. Um, the T20 World Cup and all, and all the rest of it. But um, what we're going to start off with is we'll go through our uh, three most memorable moments anyway. Uh, three most memorable sporting moments. Uh, it doesn't have to be Australia. It could be any sporting memorable moment from last year that you, you sort of want. We'll do a, a 3-2-1, I suppose. Um, we we'll, might start with you, Tick. Oh, well, I haven't said anything yet, Mate. so I might as well kick off with me. And to my right, we've got the uh, <laughs> eye <laughs> So, um, yeah, your, your third most memorable moment, anyway. Um, I've gone with Ben Hunt's uh, intercept in the third origin in yes. uh, at Suncorp Stadium. It was a, a backs-to-the-wall kind of um, effort by Queensland there. It was, um, you know, we lost two players early on to concussion. Um, there was a big brawl. We, so I'm assuming you're, a, you're massive Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> Maroons, man. Maroons. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic moment. It was very tense. New South Wales had all the running. Um, leading into the end kind of thing. We're still in front, but that moment where uh, Cleary chips over and uh, Hunt takes it, he had basically five million Queenslanders just riding him home like a like a you know a favourite down at Eagle Farm kind of oh thing. God. It was he had Cameron Smith in the box riding him home as well. It was yeah magical. Yeah. From memory, I think where when he chipped that. Looked like Ben Hunt almost had his eyes closed, and uh, when he landed on the ground, had him in his mitts. Yeah, and then just. Put the pedal yeah. down. Yeah, and he's not quick. <laughs> but he's not quick. Doesn't he's not quick, quick, but he, he did enough, I suppose, to get to get there. And um, I know I was in my, my lounge room and the kids were asleep and I woke them up with the scream and anyway as yes. I was riding him home. It was New South Wales, probably dollar thirty favourites. Yes. Well I think that just trounced us in game two as well. It was forty four mm. twelve or something something silly like that. So they would have been uh, etching their name into another dynasty, I I guess. Way that New South Wales does after one win, yeah. so uh, one it was row. good. It was good to kill that one anyway. Well, you did mention uh, Cam Smith. My my number three is the other Cam Smith, the uh, the one who just won the the Open, the, the Open, the, the British Open uh, last year. 
Um, the mulleted one. Yeah, mate, the man, the myth, the mullet, the mustache, the legend. He, it was a, it was great for, I suppose, Australian golf. Really, um, he was sort of a, a come from behind. I think he was about eight, eight or so strokes behind leading into that day. So for him to win, um, he seems like a really decent bloke too. Oh, me and Holshi were talking about this not long ago. Yeah. You just thought he's got to be the favourite sports person of you, most. You'd people. have a beer with him, wouldn't you? Oh. Yeah, a he'd, pint. He'd, he'd a have, pint. He'd have, he'd have, and he'd have a pint with you too, and then another and another. So yeah, look, I, I reckon him winning that and doubled with his character has just changed the whole landscape of of men's golf. I, I've known so many mates now that want to go to the golf um, when Cameron Smith is in the country playing, and and I guess he brought it on this uh, new expectation that Australians in the golfing world can start dominating again but at the same time they love to have a beer and and so forth but yeah in that last nine holes of the tournament he hit six birdies five in a row at one stage to come from behind and, and knock off McElroy. Well Goldie mentioned that he was behind a fair whack was it was he four behind into the back nine or was it four behind at the start of the day oh, or something like no, that? No he was, he was eight behind leading or leading to the last round yep. I'm not sure about the uh, last nine yeah. anyway but I think he took the lead on like the 16th hole yeah right. Yeah, I think he yeah he he snatched it not for, yeah from McElroy. Yeah McElroy and um, Cam Young I think it was um, finished. Yeah, I think I think he's there. just good for sport, not just golf. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. good to have an an Australian on the big stage. It's been a while since we've had someone that you can actually get behind fully. Yeah. You know, back in the day you had a Pat Rafter for example who was universally loved. Um, you know, since then we've kind of been a bit bereft of. Good, likable sportsman on the big stage, kind yeah. of thing. I, I think the best way to tee him up is his uh, comment uh, at the Australian PGA at Brisbane when he thought he was knocked out. So he ducked straight to the pub, and <laughs> and then he didn't under, didn't realise that a few other golfers didn't have so good rounds, and uh, he made the cut. And they gave him a call, and uh, yeah, his comment the next day was he was a few beers too many beers deep. <laughs> And uh, he jumped onto the waters and was a good boy for the rest of the night. But he had to start playing the, the third round at 6am the next morning. So he made the cut and he was half cut. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's my guy. Uh, number three for you, Holshi. Okay, look, I know a lot of people out there know I'm a, a bit of a Carlton. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 uh, First I've heard of it. Yeah, no, it's a, a well-kept secret. But um, my number three for most memorable moment is... Sam Doherty, um, in round one last year, made his comeback match after missing two seasons with uh, ACL ruptures. And literally three months before he played this match, he was still undergoing chemo for testicular cancer. And I'm sure Goldie will know the photo, but there's a photo of him um, at the start of pre-season training. He was, he he was gaunt. Sick. He looks sick. Yeah, he was white, no muscle, and you know we were just so happy that he was he was training, and then when he was announced round one, yeah, yeah, like it was just a big surprise that he he made it, and we've lost round one for the last ten years or more. I think it was ten years straight, and yeah, he kicked this this iconic goal uh, to a packed MCG in the, the crowd. Was the was the goal iconic though in itself? Wasn't it? it looked pretty the stock moment. standard. There's a moment. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, I didn't know I, about the cancer part of it. That that kind yeah. of amplifies things a little bit more as well. For yeah. you know, yeah. for me, I'm on the outer in that kind of world. So yeah, I, I think in AFL circles uh, and a lot of uh, top ten moments of the year, it was right up there. For well, I read a lot of comments on 
YouTube mm. about it and, and a lot of people saying, yeah. you know, from other clubs saying, hey, I wouldn't begrudge this guy premiership. Yeah. You know, it was a spectacular moment. So Yeah. Moving Good stuff. on. Um, yeah, we'll move it on to your second. Yes, uh, my number two was uh, another comeback story. It was uh, Usman Khawaja at the SCG, yeah, the nice. uh, Twin Tons. Uh, not the 125? Very, no, very start of yeah. last year. Last so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, hard, it's yeah. hard to pin down his best SCG moments. But that first ton that he made, um, I remember watching it and I just felt the need to – I sent him a message on Instagram uh, of <laughs> congratulations. I was, it was just so – it was like this – because Kawaj has been that guy who's been in and out of the team and I think kind of unfairly so at times, um, you know, when he first came on the scene replacing Ponting there in that, in that first game, he just – there was something about him that you just liked from the start. Um, he's just cool. He, he's he's calm. He, nothing phases him. Yeah. He just does his job. And then on the other end, you've got uh, Warner, who's so erratic. But yeah, yeah. No, Kawaja, he just brings it all together, doesn't he? Mm. Just a, he just seems like a, a good bloke. And um, so he mate. is who he is, and he's unashamedly so. And yeah, that <coughs> moment really stood out for me as, as something pretty special. You know, the, the, tw- the ton on the comeback was enough, but then to add another one in the second innings. Um, yeah, pretty special. Even though we drew that game, yeah, nice. <laughs> I, th- I think we batted long enough for him to get his second hundred. Yeah. He wasn't so lucky yeah, <laughs> this year. Well, yeah. Don't talk about that. Um, right, for for me, uh, I was back in the twenty ninth of Jan, so back at the start of the year last year. Ash Barty, Ash Barty winning the Australian Open, She's the first Australian um, to win. Uh, the, the the women's singles anyway in forty four years. So it was a massive moment for her. She's how she did it as well, um, she didn't drop a set the whole time, including when she came up in the final against uh, Danielle uh, Collins uh, to do that, 6-3, 6-7, I think. She's just a, just a champion. And, you know, for her to, to bow out, as in to retire, I suppose, at a ripe old age of 25, good luck to her, I suppose. The only downfall I find with, with her is that she barracks for Richmond. But um, <laughs> apart from that, mate, she's a legend. And it was a, just a good moment and... I'm not an overly massive fan of tennis. I'll put her out there. I'm mm. not a massive fan, you know. But um, watching her play and watching, you know, watching her win and backing it up from Wimbledon that she won the year before was pretty special. So yeah, she was number one ranked and um, she upheld that. Yeah, I, I was watching the replay of the final points in that match today and. Um, Pat Raft has since come out to say there was, there was there was definitely some feud or some fire between her and Danielle Collins, um, just the, the the type of personalities they were, and when she won it and and the scream that she she gave to the yeah. crowd after and then like she put a bag down and come back and did the scream again, like you don't see that from Barty often yeah. where she's like she was she was genuinely fired up and you could tell like that title meant so much more to her than. A lot of the other ones that you saw a wrap up. I yeah. kind of think going back on what I said before about Cam Smith being that guy that everyone can get behind. Yeah. Well, I know Ash Barty since retired, but she she kind of was that as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. she had the full support. She was likable. Everything about her was even kind when of she burst onto the scene. You know, everyone everyone loved her. There was mm. there was no arrogance with her. She's no you know curious or anything like that. But um, you know, she was had, had a grandmother in the stands. Everyone remembers that you know the, the journey that she's come from, mm. and uh, to be number one. I mean, it was amazing. But uh, to win Wimbledon, then Australian Open, it's and pretty. Th- and then to smack a bucket of Coronas on TV yeah, is something not? else too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So number two for you, Holshi. 
So my number two is actually identical to Goldie's number three uh, with Cam Smith with the British Open. So we've, we've already been there and done that. But, yeah, it was, it was something that I followed closely as it was happening. And, and yeah, look, we've, we've touched on it, but it's just good to have Cam Smith in our, in our sporting scene. Yeah, let's, let's talk about the look, though, the, the yeah. mullet, the moustache. He, he looks like a rat child He's from the streets <laughs> of Kelso or something. <laughs> He's yes. quite a really <laughs> He's all grown up and he's he's done well for himself. Stole your clubs and your car too. But um <laughs> no look touching on on this, obviously we haven't seen each other's uh middle moment. So yeah, that was number two for you. Awesome. Yep. Uh Tick, what was your most memorable moment for twenty twenty two? Okay, so uh this will probably be quite unknown to uh Everyone except oh, for about uh, 24 people oh. who were at the Home Hill State Primary School uh, on the 27th of April 2022. Uh, social cricket game at uh, the uh, Canefield Ashes down in, in Home Hill. Um, I was playing against a team who had uh, a lot of players in there that I knew. Uh, I, I was in the outfield. I'd kind of jumped up for a catch, kind of brushed the fingers. It was a difficult chance, went down. They said, you've got to wear our little dress. I'm like, if I'm wearing the dress, I'm only wearing the dress. <laughs> so I've got down to um, nothing, just the dress, nothing underneath. <laughs> uh, I bowled a few overs with it. It was pretty crook for the oh, batsman yeah. to uh, <laughs> see the leg come up and, and roll the arm over. But I was back out uh, kind of, you know, uh, cow I suppose, corner. yeah, cow corner, kind of deep mid-wicket kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fellas come into bat. He's hit one out there. I've run about 20 metres, full pace. Big dive, one hand, slid perfectly along the outfield. In your dress. In my dress, nothing underneath. Bullshit. So I'm at a primary school with <laughs> basically everything exposed, you know. Um, yeah. For me, that's the most I memorable moment of 2022. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Oh, and, good stuff. and that will live in my mind forever. It's one of the best catches I've ever... One of the best, you know, I take a fair few good ones. But, uh, <laughs> one of the best I've taken. The circumstances of it um, led up to... Yeah, that was, for me, the best. Good stuff, good stuff. Well, um, for me, uh, March 25th, round two, AFL, saw Lance Buddy Franklin kick his 1,000th, I can say that right now, one se- one, no, I can't, 1,000th goal. Um, only six people to do so, and I suppose in, in our time, or in, in my time, maybe not yours, Hoshi, but in our time, we've only seen four players sort of do that, and that's your, you know, your Gary Ablett Senior uh, your Dunstall, uh, Lockett, plugger. yeah, Plugger. Um, so I don't think it'll ever be eclipsed again. I suppose uh, not. Not with the the new rules, the six sixty rules in in AFL. But um, you don't have to be a, a Sydney Swans fan or, or a Lance Buddy, you know, Franklin fan, but um, just an AFL fan to understand the enormity. Of, I don't of think that you have moment. to be an AFL fan to appreciate it. You don't. No, no. Because, you know, that's what you said, six people in the history six of. And I, I, like I said, I don't think anyone will ever do it again. It was, Not only that. It, it was, was hilarious watching the uh, security guards, like, <laughs> just starting to warn, you know, the, the kids and fans. Yeah. I don't think you should run on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, so it was, yeah, it was that SEG in front of his home ground. 20,000 people running onto the, to the ground, I think. You know, 15,000 of those were already on their way before he even, the boot, ball even touched his boot. So um, it was a massive, massive moment, which didn't, we saw didn't, at home. Didn't two Sydney Swans players get lost? 
they, end they up outside out. the stadium. They went out the, out the stadium. <laughs> yeah, the I remember they had to get, t- like, after they dispersed the people off the field, they had to m- make their way back in through a different yeah. game. Was it, it was like a 10-minute break or something like that? Oh, it's longer than that. Yeah, it was over yeah. half an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was crazy. Cleared out. Half the people just pitched up. It, it was right at the end of the game, game also, wasn't it? Wasn't it like no, that? no, it was, no. No, it was five minutes ago, about five or six oh. minutes ago in the last quarter. Um, and Sydney Swans were, were up. They were playing against the Cats and they were up by, you know, 20 or 30, whatever it was, points. I think they were well in control. But, um, yeah, it, it took a lot of the security to, to clear out people who were just in the middle of the SEG, just camped up just for the sake of it, but enjoying the moment. But, um. Yeah, that was pretty pretty special, I think. Question without notice: What's um, you know, like comparative to other sports? You know, what is is there something else in a different sport that's, you know, the same par as what he achieved? Probably you know what I mean? like, like Shane Warne, seven hundred wickets. Yep, that's sort Mir- of Mir- Yep, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's something that will never get done again. Well, not in our lifetime anyway. Mm. I, do, I don't see anyone. Maybe you know Charlie. No, yeah, yeah. obviously yeah, okay. <laughs> Charlie Kuno will do it. But, um, yeah, no one else will. So, yeah, it's something that will stick with me, obviously, for a long time. Especially, you know, watching on the, on the TV with the, you know, the back of the head, that chick's head. Oh, yeah, the yeah. ball was sailing through the goals. But, um, anyway, that's no, good. Speaking oh, of Warner. Speaking of Warner, yeah, massive. Yeah, look, my number one, uh, whilst it wasn't in a sporting match per se, uh, to me it was still uh, my most memorable sport, memorable sporting moment was was Warney's passing. Um, for me, it's just it's really stuck with me, and I, and I I think in particular Tick and myself, I don't know how many times since that we've actually talked about Warney yeah. and and just moments throughout his career, and you know he was what we described as the de- you know if you were going to put a player's face to the, the game of cricket he's your jordan you know what i mean he's, he, he is he is you know he was the penultimate uh, the the most revered um player around the, the the globe i guess like every nation uh thought he was amazing so um for me in particular ashes and how he dominated the ashes he was just in times where we needed him, he always produced. He could he could uh, work players out very quickly, set up plans, and and essentially a, a human highlight reel. His his IQ of the game was next level. Yeah, which won't be compared. There's not much that you know us three idiots can say about Warney that hasn't been said by so many other people who are a lot you know more <laughs> more revered than us. As in we're we're here and they're all up there. <laughs> but to me, he was just. Um, I know the saying of he transcended the sport, but um, he was just there was something about him that made you want to watch cricket. And we're so lucky that we got to watch Warner. You know what I mean? Like mm. the people who watch Bradman, you know, basically yeah. they're mm. out now. But we got to see Warney bowl at his best, bowl, you know, bowl days. We watched him bowl, yeah. and mm. you know when he was on, stop what you're doing. Warney's bowling, something's happening. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep. Good stuff. I think that's um that's our three most memorable moments anyway. Unless anyone's got anything else, no. but, um, I took another catch this year. You want to hear about that? Was it in a dress? No, no I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I suppose what we're all here for is obviously yeah the tipping competition. The uh, what would you Australia's largest tipping competition, or is it we're the global, aren't we? Yeah, it, it will be soon. It will be soon. Uh, Australia's. We'll start with Australia's largest largest tipping competition. But actually, I suppose just explain to us, mate, what. 
what it what it's all about. We're only sort of learning it as well. How does it work? Ins and outs of it. But um, for everyone, obviously, um, what's it all about? Yeah, look, so the whole concept of the Sports Whisperer is around 52 events and those 52 events uh, encompass a number of sports. It's got our staples, the, the NRL, the AFL, the cricket. Um, but then on top of that, we, we go to all sorts of soccer events or f- football football events with the FA Cup, EPL, A-League, so forth. We've got darts, surfing... Um, we got the Royal Rumble. You name it, WWE. we got it. It, it. It's just it's there's there's all these different sports that encompass the entire year, and it means that people get to choose who they think will win these particular competitions, and it gives them a chance to follow maybe a lot of sports that they normally wouldn't tune into. So it, it's been received in a massive way by the public, and we think it's going to be something that will really catch on in the in the coming years and we've got some great prizes which I won't go into here you can we'll put some links at it's the bottom of the good prizes YouTube. Yeah, yeah really good prizes and it's absolutely free to be part of so it, it's really building a community of people that just love their sport so well you had me at free <laughs> um how are we going to how are we going to tip i mean you you want us to talk about all these sporting events obviously we have no idea what. We're well, you know uh, some of those sports that are that are up. You know, like when WWE, you're WWE, you'll be all over. Yeah, I you? used to love that back in the yeah. day. You know, like some of those sports when you're on, uh, you might be on the punt or something like that, and all the races are finished, and all, you're still <laughs> kind of not finished. And then you kind of look through, and you're seeing some. There's Czechoslovakia and badminton <laughs> yes. being played, and you go, "Oh, this <laughs> guy's a, this guy's a dollar ten. There's a few. There's, I'll put them in a multi and see how I go. They're the kind of sports that are in this as well. So, <laughs> so I'm assuming you, you're basing your tipping around sports. Oh God, no, 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 you, no! My my tips are based around um, very airy fairy kind of things and oddities so and curiosities just out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't be able to follow what I'm tipping. Oh, Bob, it. What about you, Oshie? <laughs> How are you doing yours? And mate? I'm doing it in a dress, <laughs> balls and all. So I guess one other thing that I didn't stipulate before was that the points are ten points for first, six for second, four for third, and <laughs> two for fourth. But there's a risk-reward system. So th- how this works is, say you pick a favourite, then you'll probably get your 10, 6, 4, 2, depending where they come, if, if they come anywhere. But if you pick it and less than 5% of the overall competition have picked it, you get double points. So say you pick uh, Carlton and they, and, and they win As the comp and less than 5% of the, the comp have it, then you would get 20 points. If I'm the only person that picks Carlton and they win it, you would get triple, so 30 points. So my tactic is going to be looking at options that I think are a genuine chance of, of taking the, the title, but probably a little bit longer shot, and I'm, I'm going to be looking for double and triple points every opportunity. Nice. That sounds like tax legislation, what you just <laughs> described. <laughs> eh? It's actually it's easier to read than it is to say out loud. I, I, I had a bit of a read of it today, and I kind of got it once I read it, so I'd, mm. I'd recommend you go to um, the website and actually have a read of it to, to fully understand how it so works. So where do you go, mate? Where, where's the website? Well, it's, it's at holsh.com.au and then if you just click on the tab at the top, the Sports Whisperer 2023. Sports Whisperer. Yes. And that has all the info in there. It's got all the 52 events listed out, the due dates through the year and, and obviously the rules. 
Speaking of due dates, um, when's the due date for this one, mate? So I think it's coming up this weekend. Yeah, so we've got six events due this Sunday, Sunday the 15th at 9pm. After 9pm, it'll basically lock out automatically. Uh, so make sure you get your tips in before yeah, that. Your tips in, Goldie? I've got mine in, mate. I got mine in. Don't worry about me. I've got mine in, and I've changed them about twenty five times. I know. Yeah. You get notifications, don't yeah, you? Because you, you chose you chose Ash Barty <laughs> for your, the female tennis. Unbelievable. Um, I suppose we'll just get we'll go into our tips then. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah. So, like we said, there's uh, there's six. Uh, oh, I suppose events coming up this weekend. Due due on the ninth. Um, sorry, due on the fifteenth. Um, so NBA, hockey, English Premier League, A League, Australian Open, men's and women's. So, who wants to kick theirs off first? Um, Holshi. Yeah. Yes, Holshi. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay, okay. So, we're starting with the NBA? Yeah, let's start with the NBA. Okay, so, so obviously with the NBA, we're, we're halfway through the season. So, this is one of those, most of the tips are going to be before the season starts, but we've all got a bit of an idea of uh, who's dominating or a contender with this one. And I am going to run with the Denver Nuggets. Um, sounds delicious. I know. My kids love when <laughs> nuggets, the, the Nuggets yeah. are on <laughs> my, TV. My they, kids love Nuggets too. Yeah, yeah. Those so, Dino Nuggets are something else. Yeah. So I, 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 I just I try to steer clear of the Western Conference because they've got the Celtics, the Nets, and the Bucks, who are all yeah. I think real yep. genuine chances. Um, and I think the Nuggets are sort of a clear favourite on on the Eastern Conference and. They've just got. I think they've got the, the best depth of, of any NBA depth team, of flavor. Yes. 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 You know, plum barbecue sauce, <laughs> sweet and sour. Some of the best players in the comp. <laughs> and Jokic, he'll, he'll lead them surely, wouldn't he? Yeah. All J- Nikola Jokic, Jokic does. Jokic. I thought you said jerky. Like, jerky, jerky, jerky. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean they've got some other bona fide stars: Jamal Murray, uh, Michael Porter Jr., Caldwell Pope, Aaron Gordon. So they're pretty loaded. And um, they're a hard-working team, so I just think I think they'll they'll in seven-game series. I think they'll be hard to pull up. Well, as of tonight, they're equal first in the uh, Western yep. Conference, so that'll be a chance for sure. Tick. I've um, I had the Nuggets on my list as well, but that's just because Sounds I like the tasty. sound. Yeah, that's because I like yeah. the sound of it. Um, Phoenix Suns was another one that was in my Kill realm. Yourself. Kidding yourself. Uh, that was just because my daughter played for the Phoenix in the in a local comp here, so I kind of oh, fair enough. Coming on to them. But I went with the uh, probably one of the favourites, uh, Boston Celtics. Oh, you going to say that. And that's because uh, it's got tick Sports in its name. <laughs> fair enough. That's yep. it. That's all you that's got. How, that's how I'm basing it on. Yep. Well, it's definitely going to be between the five, I reckon. So, um, well, I, I reckon you can't go wrong with Boston Celtics, but I'm not going to pick Boston Celtics. I'm going to go with my guys, the Grizzles. Grizzlies, if they can stay healthy, Jar Morant, um, Jaron Jackson, <laughs> and um, Bain and all the rest of them, mate, they'll they'll clean up again with the uh, Nuggets. There, they're coming first in the in the Western Conference. Um, you can't go wrong with Boston um, Bucks. The accent's good in Boston too, isn't it? Uh, is it? Yeah, you know, that real kind of Boston. You know, the departed. Oh, yeah. You know, We're that kind Ma- of thing. Memphis, Memphis, they're the same. Aren't they? Nah, nah, doesn't have the same <laughs> ring. Departed. <laughs> but Grizzlies will be up there They're my tips um, I'd be I was going to go with uh, the Nets But they've got a little bit of an asterisk beside them at the moment I think So I'm not going to mm. go anywhere near them yeah. Just yet But Grizz, Grizzlies, do it Lock them in We're not changing our tips are we from here like No, no, we're, yeah, it's, we're it's on record in. now yep, so. That's true um, Now, <laughs> hockey Hockey 
Oh, mate, ticks. Why don't we talk about no, no. talking about basketball? No, 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 no. What? Why don't we talk about who we'd like to have a pint with? Yeah, fair enough. All right, so living or dead, who are you going with? Past or present? Past or present? Who would you who would you have a, a pint with? Hosh. Well, I'm a Suns Be man. Be anyone. I'm a Suns man. Yeah, right. And um, the reason I got into the Suns was a, a man called Sir Charles Barkley. Knight. Um, yeah, yeah, knighted by the, the GM at Phoenix Suns. <laughs> um, and he, he was a bit of a, uh, a pest and uh, very notorious uh, in the, the first sort of two-thirds of his career. And last night I was, we were talking when the, uh, the lights went out before our, our first podcast. And yeah, what, what happened there, mate? <laughs> Rocked up, 7 o'clock, 7.30. Ready to whatever. roll. You forgot to pay the bill. No power. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, that's Kate's fault. So. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll blame her. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I was, I was talking to the lads last night about, in one instance, he, he was being heckled by a, a gentleman in the, in the front row on the, on the court. And apparently, I read a bit more about today, there were racial slurs to, to, to Chuck or the, the round mound of rebound, uh, Charles. <laughs> and um, it, he just kept going at him all game. And, and with a minute left in the game... He, he took it too far and, and Barkley went over and, and spat on him. And if you see the footage, it's a big hunk. Big hunk of phlegm. <laughs> big and golly. The, did, and he the, miss, did he miss him? Yeah, that, this is the big problem. He missed the bloke yeah. and he hit an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> yes. So, oh, no. So and that, you have a beer with him. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and yeah, and since then he's Go down now, to a playground and have a beer with him. <laughs> since then he's actually now really good friends with the girl. Oh, really? He, 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 he was... That would turned around his uh, his career from an anger perspective, and he started just giving yes. the family yeah. tickets and and so forth. But I've actually got another story I found today that I've got to share with you guys, mm. with Sir Charles. Um, so, in nineteen ninety seven, he was in a bar, and he was having this verb. This this guy was chirping mm. at him, and so they're having this verbal altercation. You're not worthy to be knighted. <laughs> 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 and anyway. This guy was five foot two, so just to set the picture. As well. Yeah. So anyway, this, this spat sort of going on during the night. Is spat the right word for him? <laughs> Pardon the pun. And this, this bloke in the bar walks past Charles and pours his beer over his head. So Charles gets up, picks this five foot two bloke up and just threw him through the bar window. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, so this is obviously... Well, it would be like dwarf throwing with him, wouldn't it? Yeah, it was, it's, it, yeah, it was like um, Wolf on Wall Street sort yes. of stuff. Yeah. And anyway, so he had to go to court and he had the hearing and then the, the judge said to him at the end, uh, Charles, do you have any regrets? And he said, yeah, I regret that we were only on the first floor. I think I read this the other day. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. And I'm like, man... I mean, he, he's such a now a, a much-liked... TV personality and NBA analyst. And I just feel like he's got all these stories that if you had a, a beer with him, I reckon it'd just mm. be a, a great night. That's me. Who have you gone, Goldie? Me. Well, speaking of pests, now, if I'm going to have a beer with a bloke, okay, I want, to, I want him to tell some stories. And I reckon this bloke will be able to tell plenty of stories. And that is Dennis the Worm Rodman. Okay? <laughs> 14 seasons in the NBA. He, that was over... Five different teams, but won five championships, um, and two of those with the Bad Boy Pistons, three obviously with uh, Bulls. But um, 
Absolute rebound legend. Um, what he'd done on the on the court, obviously, was next level, okay? He was, he was awesome on the court, but it was the crap that he did off the court. <laughs> mm. You know, he was... For, for one, he, he headbutted a, uh, a Spurs mascot. <laughs> yeah, as as you do, okay. Um, he gay crashed a pill. Do you reckon that it hurt in the in the big costume? Oh, like he's got a big bit head. of bit of padding though. There, yeah. He, like, you ever worn a mascot costume? No, have you? Yeah, I have. Was it a dress? <laughs> no, it was a lion, and it was really was really hot. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was horrible. Did you get headbutted? No, I would have. But it would. But I reckon I it would have been protected. It was soft. It had like a metal the cage around he, it. The fact that he headbutted a massive. Oh well, that's bad. I, I can agree. No, on that's that, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But he um, also, you know, he, the controversy and and the mental health and all the rest of it that, that sort of was with him outside of basketball that no one could sort of rein in. He was he was the third in line. You know, you got the Michael Jordan, you got Scotty Pippen, and and then him. He was he was a colourful character on the on the court. But off the court, oh, mate, he could tell some stories, I reckon. And he broke his penis three times, I found out today. Okay. Well, I'm only up to two. Um, <laughs> off his penis. Uh, <laughs> I've gone with, uh, well, I've written here that uh, Muggsy Bogues, you know, Muggsy Bogues, sounds like something you'd order from like a beer in Tasmania, I reckon, you know, Bogues in a mug. Yeah, um, shit, but I've gone with a man called, well, his, his original name was Meta Sandiford Artest. He changed his name to Meta World Peace. Um, he was an absolute lunatic by the sounds of things. He was drinking cognac at halftime when he's playing for the Bulls. He went through about five or six different clubs, which probably shows that he's not the greatest character in the world. But um, yeah, some of the stories about him mm. that you read are, are quite insane. Um, he now uh, he helps. He has a company that helps uh, athletes with tax preparation. So I think if we had a beer, we'd have a little <laughs> bit talk. to talk about. It wouldn't yeah, be yeah. so awkward. Like you guys talking to those superstars that they don't want to talk to you. No. Me and him talking tax. You know, it'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Meta World Peace's original name was Ron Artest. Yes, back in the day, and I remember him playing for the Pacers. I think that's when he sort of started becoming a bit of a household mm. name in the, at the NBA. And there was one particular game where. He, it was a similar thing with a fan going oh, yeah. off, and it was about four or five rows back. He laid down. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. He was in a, a, a fisticuffs on court, and then he got ejected. And as he walked off the court, a fan threw a. He a laid down coat. on the. He laid down on the scorers table or something like that. Oh. and then someone yeah. threw a coke at him. Yeah, so yeah. he's he's run up these five aisles and started landing him, thumping into this bloke. Wrong and he guy. only found out, yeah, like later on, that, that wasn't the guy that He got an 86-game suspension for that. He did, he did. <laughs> but then in the same game, he'd come back down and then he punched another fan in the front row as yeah. well. So, so I like to chirp when I'm on the, on the grog as well, so he'd be able to protect me, so I like that about <laughs> him. <laughs> I think all of our guys have uh, rocked up to a game piss too, I reckon. I think all of our guys, we've all chosen loose units. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no one just gone, oh, he seems pretty wholesome like a yeah. Cam Smith. No, no oh, right. we'd like to have a beer with him, he sounds pretty nice. No we one got, wants to have a beer with Michael Jordan. Uh, he, he's yeah, a good boy, he's yeah. a good bloke. But um, no, we, we, we all think... We probably should check characters. our friend circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, righto, so that's that's all of our beers, I suppose. Yep. But um, we'll go into the, the next tip, and the next tip is hockey. So who wants to kick that off? I'll start on that one. Yep. Um, once again, my, my tipping strategy is quite um, loose, so the way that I... The way do I think about things? So uh, I had a look at the teams, and first of all I thought, well, it's the Stanley Cup, so are there any Stanleys in any of the rosters? So I went through all the rosters. <laughs> I found the Winnipeg Jets uh, had... Logan Stanley, so I thought, oh, that's not a bad start. 
Um, same with the Boston Celtics. I kind of looked into, okay, Tick. you know, ticks in there. So I kind of went, well, which team has the most Ryans in it? That sounds like a good strategy. So the Edmonton Oilers, they had uh, four players with Ryan in their name. So I liked the sounds of that. Uh, but what I, what I realised when I was going through all these teams was um, I actually did have a team that I supported back in 1996. Are uh, they still there? They are still there. Unknowingly, I supported a, a You didn't a pick them? I did pick them. It was the Florida Panthers. So oh, nice. um, I had this hat. Uh, there was a guy at our school called Daniel Rodigiero. He had this hat. Uh, it was a Florida Panthers hat. It was. I just loved it. So for my birthday, I said to Grandma, hey, Grandma, I want this this hat here. So she went over to Air and went to Sports Power and she got the hat. But it wasn't the right one. It was kind of – it only had a small logo on the one that had the, the logo going all you the way the up. the one with the lion. Yeah, the, the big thing. It's yeah. gold. It looks fantastic. So, um, so Grandma – Good grandma, she went and took it back and got me the right hat. So in 1995, I was a Florida Panthers fan. So oh, nice. I haven't watched a single game of ice hockey since. So um, <laughs> I can't see why I'm not a Florida Panthers fan now. So I'm tipping them. Thanks, grandma. <laughs> um, I have gone. So what, is there a is there a prize for the worst tips? Well, not yet, but I mean, Are we, you we could. We oh, could I'm, is this on bar for me? Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. That's <laughs> like. Someone picking horses because of the colours. Or the yeah, exactly. The that's what I'll be doing. Because of the names. Gotcha. Um, NHL. Righto. I've gone for the Boston Bruins. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Boston Bruins. They're, they're currently dominating in the Eastern Conference at the moment. 40-odd uh, wins, I think. No, 32 wins. 32 wins. And that's like seven more than whoever's coming second. Um, and so, yeah, they're dominating. I think there's... The Maple Leafs are coming sec- second at the moment for the Eastern Conference. But um, seven more than them. Uh, they've only lost four games out of 40-odd games. I think, games. I think they're basically like the Geelong Cats of the NHL. Before the season started, everyone was saying that their roster's way too old. Well, we're 40 games in, so... These, yeah, and these, they're just dominating. They're yeah. dominating. I think, yeah, they're seven-odd games ahead of the whole competition, not only the Eastern Conference, so... I don't know. They, they seem like they're winning. I don't follow too much of it, but um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good way of picking. Oh, right it. They Boston seem Celtics. like they're winning. Dollar <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> five in sportsmen. Hoshi. Okay. Um. So for the NHL, first I just want to say I've been to three games live, and it is up there with one of the the greatest sports live, but it stinks to watch on TV, like That's AFL. It's, Whoa. Yeah, it, I went to one game live, I, I, and it look, was I, it was I, to see Carlton. I can understand that. I think we <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, we love the AFL on TV because we understand it. I'm sure mm. people in the in America that know ice hockey back mm. to front would love it on TV. But for the casual sports viewer, I don't, I don't think it's a great TV viewing. But if anyone does go to America, make sure you you do buy a ticket and go see a game because the supporters are nuts and just the the closing sort of proximity to actually seeing these guys and the skills they possess on ice is just next level and so physical. So you can hear every crunch. And But anyway, my tip, um, this is one that I'm, I'm hoping I'll definitely get double points for. So it's a bit so of a long shot. I think. Out there as well. Yeah, well, maybe not as much as Tick. You know, Tick's way out there. But I'm going with uh, the Winni- Winnipeg Jets, which Tick did mention um, yeah. because they have a Stanley yeah, in that's there. Probably, that's why you picked it, presumably. Yeah. yeah, well, similar, similar. Um, so 
the, the, the Jets... The Cup's have, named after him, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jets uh, had a new coach this year, and um, they, they've always been a good offensive team, but this year they've started to get their defence right. And I just feel like they're going to be not well supported in this tipping comp, but they are on a... Like, they're, for good they're, reason. Yeah, maybe they've been they've been beating good teams consistently, and um, like I said, they got they started to get their defense right. So I locked them in, and then that day they let in seven goals. But that's, that was just an outlier. So I'm, like, I'm like your tip, poised. yeah, like my tip. So yeah, no, I'm going I'm going the Jets. Nice. Hey, nice. you know you rag on my tip, but I've been following this team for. You know, I have no idea. The best part of twenty seven years. Saw the Boston Bruins were like doing first. <laughs> Anyway, uh, well, suppose we move on to the English Premier League. This is another one that I don't really follow. I'm not much for soccer slash football watcher. Yep. Well, fan. I've you got are a tick. Oh, oh, I love it. I watched some of the World Cup games, and uh, I, it was quite enjoyable. You know, it's the best of the best. So, well, Qatar was good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, but there's. Oh, when you look at the odds on this one, it's pretty. There's four really clear favourites, um, but I've actually gone uh, picked my teams because of uh, who supports them. So uh, I've gone for Liverpool, Liverpool because yeah. of the Beatles. Um, <laughs> I've gone for Arsenal because of Pink Floyd. Uh, so Roger Waters and Dave Gilmore they couldn't agree on a lot, but they both supported Arsenal. So I've picked them. Uh, Manchester City I've gone because of Oasis. So these are all. I and fans things are like, uh, and I've gone Man United because of uh, Kim Jong Un. So all <laughs> things that are really up my alley, uh, and I didn't go for Newcastle because of ACDC, who I don't like. Dennis Rodman likes Kim Jong Un. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. You yeah. can have a beer with me, him, and Kim. We can watch uh, Man United together. <laughs> I'll go with mine. Um, so I've also gone Liverpool. 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 Um, I don't think a lot of people would go for him. I don't know. But um, um, I've gone Liverpool, Manchester City, Man United and Newcastle. Why? Did you ask? I have no idea. I don't know. Probably because they're at the top of the ladder. Are they? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long way into the season. Not yeah. Yeah. No, no, Liverpool isn't. But Liverpool, yeah. They're, well, all they're all poised. They're, I think they're Arsenal ready. replaces... Liverpool in, ah, in so the top four. So you've gone top four. No, no, no. I don't have Newcastle. Ah, righto. Yeah, that's probably why I picked. And I'd imagine they're going to be pretty popular picks. Those top, the top four, as it's. Yeah, stands. that's why I put Liverpool in there. Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Hoshi. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've changed this round a number of times, and I have ended up going for the the four that they oh, stand there. there we God, are. here there we go. go. So the, the reason being, so Liverpool, the reason I <laughs> I, I had Liverpool in there, but they're still they're still in the uh, Champions League. So I'm just wondering in the coming months they're going to be playing midweek games and and all these extra games and I don't know exactly how the EPL works, but I thought maybe they'd be resting some players for EPL matches because they want their full strength for the Champions League. Mm. So that's, that's the only reason. I had Liverpool in there, and uh, they do have a really weak finish. Like, the, the teams they play in the last five rounds are quite weak, so they're going to come home strong. But I, I think Newcastle, I mean might, Newcastle might just hang on. Nice. Nice. Um, A-League now. Sticking with football. Oh, yeah. Favourite sport. Yeah. Hey? Favourite sport. 
Yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah since the World <laughs> Cup. We'll yep, since those three games I watched. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all on board. Um, I've gone with Melbourne City. Yep. Now, I like... I liked it because of the name. I like Melbourne City as a name. It's no nonsense. All the other teams seem to have something mythical about them. You know, the raw, the glory. Uh, victory. Victory. Yeah, they're all just concepts, you know what I mean? Other places, oh, United this, United that. Football club this, football club that. They just went, you know what, Melbourne City, that's that. And they're top of the ladder and they're the reigning premiers <laughs> and they're almost unbackable odds yeah, and know, know. Uh, I've just reverse engineered a reason to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that, that's why I didn't pick them. Okay. Okay. I'm assuming that everyone would have picked them, so I've gone something different. I've gone... Chasing those bonus points? I am, mate. I am Sydney Football Club. Sydney, why? Again, no idea. They're currently sitting at eighth, so they are poised, ready to pounce. You're hoping that... Old mate from 96 says again, the winner is Sydney. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Mate, I'm Bring him in for the grand final. I'm Where's the grand final going to be? I'm hoping everyone else does a Bradbury because um, I don't see him get it. But anyway, I picked them. Yeah. Well, if they come second to Man City and there you, you get double points, you still get more. Damn right. So smart. You're very clever. Thank you. Um, yeah. So in most of mine, I've tried to get the double points, but this is one where I have just stuck with Melbourne City as well. What? Uh, Melbourne City. Melbourne. Um, I did. Melbourne. I did have the Mariners. Everyone. I did have the Mariners, but they've um, concept. They, they had a. <laughs> they had a young gun that's just been traded. Uh, he's going to be playing for Newcastle, but I think he's going to play in Ireland or something. So they've lost oh, him mid season. Uh, that's that bloke. Yeah, that bloke. Yeah, that soccer the player. Brown hair. Yeah. Actually, I did have a smart note about this. I was like, oh, you know, McLaren and Leckie, they played well in the, in the World Cup. They're coming back to Melbourne City. So uh, I thought that was something there that was a bit, <laughs> bit clever. You <laughs> that. Of course I did. Oh. <laughs> no. oh, so, yeah, Melbourne City, Melbourne City and uh, Sydney FC, eh? Si- yeah, Sydney. Yep. Okay. Uh, now we're going – summer's coming pretty close anyway. So the Australian Open. We'll start off with the men's. So I'll kick this off. Um, unless this bloke loses his right arm, and he'll probably still win, but I don't see anyone... Maybe they will. But anyway, Novak Djokovic, I think um, he... I don't know if he's favourite. I'm assuming he would be, but um, he's going to win. So, you guys go any different? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, so, the way I've picked my uh, men's uh, winner is I've looked at... Um, I've looked at their Scrabble scores for their surnames to yep. see... You know, assign a letter to each number and see yep. where that that lands yep. up. Um, so, Smart. Djokovic and Herkask both ended up with twenty five points. So I had to go to a tiebreak well, with final. the first name. Your final. Um, so Novak got twelve points for his first name. Hubert and the eleven. So I've gone with Djokovic. That's smart. Yeah, <laughs> that is smart. No, the listeners are taking. <laughs> hey, well, you, got the, you got the same results as me. Yeah, and what did you right. go? Duh, Novak. <laughs> that's it. He's the favourite. Anyway, he's going to win. All right, I'm going. I'm going for the risk reward here again. Um, and this guy is called Felix Auger Aliassime. Oh yeah, good good Scrabble score all round. Yeah, well, there's a lot of A's. Win. No, what? but that's first name. Felix uh, gets a. Nice oh yeah, win. true, true. But lots of A's and S's in the last, mm. so one pointers, but. Mm. Uh, this is a young Canadian guy. Uh, I think he's seated sixth. Um, he's played more hardcore matches than everyone by a mile. He's played like 60-something hardcore ma- matches this year. I think next in line's like 40-something. 
And at the back end of the year, he, his win percentage has been huge. His, I guess his characteristic on the court is he can really cover ground. He's really athletic, big sliding, sort of keep in play. And I feel like he's going to be the type of guy in these, these five-set series that is going to keep it alive. I think it's going to be exciting to actually watch him on TV and cheer for him. And, um, yeah, yeah. He, he also he won four titles last year in, in the mm, um, tennis. So, he's up there with Novak. <laughs> yeah, Novak probably won about 15. But um, I, I just, I just yeah. think his, his record coming in... Score. <laughs> and the last thing is he won't meet Novak till the final, so he won't get knocked out by Novak. So I'm, I'm just I'm praying that uh, we'll, I'll get some double points there and, and hopefully he can go on a bit of a run. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Uh, we'll kick straight into the women's then. Australian Open women's. Okay, uh, so once again I've gone for something a little left field with my... Uh, tipping strategy. I looked at anagrams of the names of the people um, to come up with something that was that kind of felt good for me. Um, Madison Keys was the first one that stood out. Her anagram was AIDS monkeys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that just was pretty funny to me. So uh, I didn't pick her. Uh, I went with uh, uh, an American player by the name of Sloane Stevens. Um, now, when you mix her uh, letters up, it actually translates to she steals opens. Can you believe that? So I've gone with um, the Joker and the Thief. So I'm a big Wolf Mother fan, so that's why I've gone with Sloane Stevens. And that anagram was spot on. Spot on. Yep, all of them are there, and there's an extra N as well (laughs) at the end, which stands for nice. 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 Okay, mine. Um, Okay, yeah, I'm going left field again here as well. She has no chance, by the way, but... (laughs) She has no chance, my tip, but it sounds really cool like in my brain. Well, the funny thing is, Tick and I were having a chat before and, and he actually shared that one. And mine is a long shot too. But if for some reason Tick's wins first round... Unlikely. Unlikely. And mine wins first round, unlikely, they will meet each other in the second round. So, you know... Well, coming up against a thief. Yeah, might have to get a pint and watch the girls. Absolutely. Um, so the, 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 the girl or oh, lady I'm cheering for is Ludmila Samsonova. Uh, so she's a, Say that um, again, sorry. <laughs> Ludmila Samsonova. That's why I picked Sloane Stevens too, because I can pronounce her name yeah. simply. Smart. She still opens. So mm. this is a 22-year-old uh, Russian girl. Um, she... <laughs> you okay? You all right, mate? <laughs> it's his first beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ever. And bones. So <laughs> just something she, weird about her season was because she is Russian, she was actually banned from Wimbledon when the, the, oh, the, yeah, yeah, when the yeah. Ukrainian war kicked off. They banned all Belarusian and, and um, Russian players. So there was a month in the middle of the year where she, she didn't play and – Apparently, she used this time to sharpen up a few things. And anyway, in the back end of the year, again, she's she's gone on. She won three titles at the, at the end of the year. And she she depends on a serve. She's got a big serve. And if that doesn't come off, I'm screwed. But at the same time, um, she pretty much has been on song, won lots of tie breaks, long games. So she's fit. And she lost her only game in Australia so far, but she served 25 double faults. So I'm just hoping she gets that right. And, um, you know, once again, she's ranked 19th in the world. 
And she's in a good part of the draw. She'd have to come up against... Sloane Stevens. Sloane Stevens, for starters. Yeah. Uh, if, if she gets through Sloane Stevens... Who uh, got kicked out of the Hobart International the other day, first round. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, Ludmilla Sampsonova, um, pencil her in, and uh, fingers crossed, uh, one of those two long shots can, can get through the semis. So, Goldie, what does uh, Sportsbet tell you that you're picking? No, no, I'm not, I'm not doing the Sportsbet this one. <laughs> She's up there. <laughs> she's up there. I think she's in the top three. But um, she's ranked number five. Okay. Um, she's not that eager girl. Eager? Eager? Mm. Yeah, eager. Swiatek. Yep. I take a swig. Yep. Not her. So I think I've gone to the next one. That's that Arena Sabalenka. Yep. I think she's another Belarusian. Another one that uh, didn't play a whole hit. But um, come to Australia, obviously. Just won the Adelaide International just recently over the weekend. Again, didn't drop a set, um, and I think yeah, she'll 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 be right up there. She'll be right up there. She won't come against Sloaney. No, yeah, she will not. actually. She's in the same quarter as us. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. So she's got to get past. Don't us. worry, I still don't think she's coming up against <laughs> Sloane. Don't. I don't think she was worried. She'd probably prefer it. Yeah. Okay. No, good Very stuff. Good. So that's all of our tips anyway. That's the six tips. Again, make sure they're in by 9pm on Sunday the 15th. Um, coming up, we've got a, a obviously a couple more tips. We'll, I'll sort of touch on those, what would you reckon? So we've got the FA Cup coming up the 27th of January. And like we touched on before, the WWE Royal oh, Rumble. You wait for ticks, tips. Yeah, I have some stories about that. Got some stories. Start getting your pay per views. Yeah, I'm oh, probably not going to pay for <laughs> Dennis Rodman also did WWE. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He was right. He was right in the hitting See, zone of when he's, I was. going to have some stories yeah. when I was into it. Yeah. All right, I think that's uh, sort of us. We're going to sort of wrap up now. Anyway, We're empty beers are empty. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Anyway, um, if you can. Obviously, for the uh, the YouTubers, just like and subscribe for us um, and every other sort of social media platform, Hoshi. Yeah, we'll have it. It'll be on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So share it around. Absolutely, yeah. share it around. Um, like it. Do whatever you have to do. Um, but, again, tips. Make sure they're in and it's free. And the prizes, like we said, they're pretty good, pretty pretty good prizes. Pretty good. Pretty good prizes <laughs> coming up. So... Anyway, thanks. That's it for us. Thanks very much. Um, until the next one. Next week. See you later. See ya. Thank you.